bachelor party in september rude mine mine isn't until february but i want it to be hot outside so (sighs) even ruder yeah yeah i'm kind of mad at both of you honestly (laughs) whatever let's do this on the hottest weekend of the year it's gonna be call me old-fashioned but these should be the night before or two nights before max that's me that's just me i considered it it's very old-fashioned but but it's more fun that way I mean, I'm still going to get fucked up the night before. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a you get two. Yeah. That's what I don't like about it. I don't like people getting too much joy. <laughs> Jesus. You have your wedding day. You already got married. Uh, twice. Twice. Yeah, and you know how many bachelor parties I got? Zero. Why? Because I don't have good friends. Well, oh I... Oh, my God. Nobody ever threw me one either time. Do we... Rude. Do we need to have Her. three I know. bachelor parties for you? No. Yes. I don't want any bachelor parties, but um, honestly, I, I dodged a bullet because that would not have been my cup of tea anyway. But yeah. I was going to say you so can maybe come I'm a to little, mine. Maybe I'm a little bitter. But maybe that's it. Huh? Yeah. Well, I sure. think a little <laughs> might not be the, the, the right term. I, think, mm-hmm. I just think a nice compromise between two and zero is one. That is true. It's the only option, I would think. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. I don't know. Welcome to Bachelorette Talk. Bachelor. Yeah. Bachelor. I don't know. Oh, I don't no. That would that be show. like talking oh, about that yeah. show. No, which no. made me think that I've been watching Girls Incarcerated. Oh, yeah. Who got, is that uh, like who got the, the Rose on that show? <laughs> All of them. Oh. Um, there is a girl whose last name is Rose that they call Rose. Uh, oh, wow. But it's um, real good and stressful. Mm. That sounds fun, though. <laughs> real sad. <laughs> we don't like sad things on this show. Oh, yeah. We never talk about sad things. No, it's all happy stories. I've mm-hmm. been fucked up about the Olympics since <laughs> a week ago. <laughs> I... I always sent you this video today I saw of like four it was like a senior citizens like Olympic race and it was four old men trying like running but they were you know they're all like in their 90s and I was like it's so sweet and just like oh they're old I don't know I'm gonna send it to you anyways to make you cry make me feel things you're welcome I fucking hate feeling things keep jeweling ugh I'm just, just gonna keep, keep going chilling, to therapy. She's like, we're chilling. gonna work this. We're gonna work on this. And I'm like, what <laughs> feeling things? Yeah. Mm-mm, no, thank you. I'm, not, I'm out. Mm. You could always drop out of therapy. Ugh, that's. I've done it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> you could always take a shit ton of testosterone and only feel rage. Yeah. <laughs> I had a doctor that wanted me to do that. Ugh. Yeah. Wow. Because my testosterone levels are pretty low. Yeah. What up, boys? Mm. Uh, <laughs> and she was like, let's put a testosterone pellet in your ass. And I was like, I'm never going back to her. Why your ass? Yeah, That's like where they legit go. in your no, ass? No, it isn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be, but it's not where they have to go if you only need a little. She just uh, wanted to put a it in pellet that 
go well you, you sew it like you cut off what yeah like hold on wait hold on i'm so confused a, it's not like an ingestible thing so a testosterone like, pellet goes into your skin like in your like skin inside of like yeah, okay. yeah a lot of people did like a patch for that yeah but they wanted to like inject it like a pellet so you into your butt cut <laughs> cut a line in the butt okay why and then you put a pellet in there no and you just no you like set a timer and mean? it goes off every like few the, minutes you don't sew it i think you have like maybe a stitch or two like a Glade fucking plug-in? Yeah. Yeah. So it and just... And you have to renew it every three months, and it's like 300 or $400. Oh, my... insurance doesn't cover it. And I was like, you're fucking crazy. God. I am my age. I was and... in it for the butt stuff, and now I'm out <sighs> at the $300. I'm appalled. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. And then I went to my new doctor, and she was like, that's insane. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Thank you so and much. And not there. Even though that old doctor was giving me three one milligram Xanax a day. So. Still. That was tight. That's nice. But yeah, testosterone doesn't solve problems unless you have one very specific problem, which is like not being a man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like other yeah. than that, it's not going to make anybody happier. Mm. Ugh. Well, yeah. Maybe I'm biased, but uh. ugh. <laughs> Blocking it was like two aspirin-sized pills a day. That's that not you swallow, yeah, or that went up your butt. I mean, I could have put them on my butt, but I chose not on to. On fun days, she did put them up her butt. I do. I try not to put anything up my butt. It's that's one a, of my policies. I think that's all right. Yeah, I'm with you. I mm-hmm. kind of want y'all to Google testosterone pellets. I kind of don't want to because I'm afraid of what also, the images will show me. The word pellet just makes me think of hamsters. Yeah. So I've got like butts, hamsters, South Park. pellets, Richard South Gere. Park. Like some type of like cutting the skin flap and you just and then you close the flap like an envelope. Yeah. Uh. You lick it and then you just swish it back on your butt. Like a hormone letter. Uh, Yes. Ah. Sealed with a kiss. They're super popular. What? Yeah. With like uh, (sighs) menopausal women, which I was like, this is offensive. That's weird. Take estrogen. Regular periods. Yeah. If you're menopausal, why don't you take estrogen? Because you want to fuck a lot. Mm. And you fuck like a teenager, apparently. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not fun. Okay. <laughs> I'm now, so old. Now, welcome oh to Weird Brunch. That's I'd, a much better, I'd like fun to... way to say it. No one wants to fuck I like a I think I've teenager. just clearly established my character on this show. <laughs> but I just stared at you and blinked twice. Yes. <laughs> just cranky. Blink, blink, blink. Doesn't want anybody to have fun or especially so? sex. Sex is stupid. Sex sucks. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just offensive because I haven't gotten laid in nine months. Um, Welcome. Oh, I'm Karina Maggiar. <laughs> I'm Whitney Lamond. I'm Lisa Friedrich. And You're- I'm not menopausal. <laughs> <sighs> the no menopause podcast i get to be menopausal whenever i want mm-hmm. it's fucking cool yeah which or never if i want that way it's my i'd choice. choose never are yeah. you ever gonna get hot flashes i have because i've run out of my prescription before because it's hormonal mm-hmm. related right mm-hmm. yeah so like one time I, I had to go two weeks without estrogen after being on full mm-hmm. and yeah whoo that was no fun i was in a, I was in a bad place and yeah, the hot flashes and everything. Ugh. Mm. 
Sounds like a pain in the ass. It is. <laughs> Shout out to all the poor trans women in prison. Yeah, for real. Ugh. Mm-hmm. God. I thought we were trying not to make Lisa cry, but I guess we're back on it. Sorry, that was revenge for the I'm sewing okay things into your butt. <laughs> stuff that, that I have was to live that with now. That was equivalent to your butt is just stole. that. Better turn out to be non-existent, like the swallowing tongues thing. Which thank you for that. You're welcome. Oh my god, I was deathly afraid of that <laughs> for like days. I was like, it's I don't know why rude. we didn't even just Google it. It's fucking day rude. Of. Y'all are rude. <laughs> I'm it's, still gonna try. You know, okay, good. Okay. Go for it. We'll watch you. <laughs> no. I'll watch you. you. I will still rescue you just because your belief in it might make it work. Like, that's what scares me. Is it's... Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't know. I still believe in the back of my mind that it's possible because you believe in it. Anything is possible. You, you will when you it. believe. You yeah. Know? You will swallow your tongue and die. If you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you mm-hmm. swallow it, they will come. A bird in the hand is worth... <laughs> You have to swallow it first and then they'll come. Oh, sex is stupid. Who's <laughs> oh, got a story for us? I'll yeah. go first. Okay. If you want. Yeah. Okay. Today I'm talking about some fucked up email stuff and fucked up use of Craigslist in Anaheim, California. Oh, that's where Disneyland is. Disneyland is, well, not really a big part of it, but loosely a part of it. Oh my God. For like two seconds. I'm so excited about this story now. You're Okay, good. I'm going to destroy you. Um, <laughs> that typically happens. <laughs> there's this lovely young lady. Her name is Michelle Hadley. And she graduates from high school and marries her high school sweetheart. And they're married for all of four years. And then they get divorced because they were high school sweethearts. And that shit doesn't usually work out. Good for you if it did. So Michelle, she was kind of quiet. And she describes herself as nerdy. I can't really take anyone seriously like that anymore. I don't know if it's a, I don't know. I feel like it's cool to be nerdy, so who really knows? Anyways, she meets this guy named Ian Diaz, and they hit it off. He is a deputy U.S. marshal. So for the first part of their relationship, everything's going smoothly. What's a U.S. marshal again? Like, where do they fall into? Karina? Yeah, we're both looking at Yeah, it's like, you have to know this, right? I don't. Which one is the FBI? Is it? Let's see. U.S. I think Marshall. they're just they're federal cops. Yeah. Yeah. But are they like? Would they? Would that mean they're with the FBI? Yeah, but I think they're like the part of the FBI that's not like reading your Facebook and shit, but like the part that's actually out there like chasing criminals. Yeah. Down. The United States Marshals Service is a federal law enforcement agency within the U.S. Department of Justice. It's the oldest American federal law enforcement agency and was created by the Judiciary Act of 1789 under the presidency of George Washington. Right. So like Wild West, when people were getting deputized oh, before yeah. it was a state, they were, was they were getting deputized by the U.S. Marshal Service. Okay. Yeah. Wider. And the guy in True Grit, he's a marshal, isn't he? A U.S. Marshal. Yeah. And, you know, the fugitive. Yeah. Yeah. They're like. It's just weird yeah. that they still exist, I guess. 
It's like the Texas Rangers. It's they're kind of like the cops for anything that's not in a state too. So I think you know if you're in like a territory or maybe even DC, they're the police force if it's a federally organized territory. And I think national parks. If someone Other goes down than... a national park, they're called in. But okay. I could be wrong on that. I don't not know. Not like the. I didn't. I didn't study up for this. It was pop quiz. It's okay. We got the gist of it. Okay. All right. So early in the relationship, Michelle Hadley kind of starts to realize that Ian Diaz is particularly controlling and kind of creepy. Uh, he starts to pressure her to dress sexier by wearing crop tops and having acrylic nails, and he wants her to get her belly button pierced. And it's like you sound like you want a high schooler. When is this? Uh, 2013. Okay. So. Belly button piercings were out. I agree. <laughs> Way out. But maybe so he's out. thinking, like, think about this guy. If she was 32, like, in when they were in high school, it was probably yeah. very in. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so he's pressuring her to do that. He wants her to leave her current position and take a $20,000 pay cut so that she can take a marketing job at Diaz's favorite place, Disneyland yes. Resort, where he once worked. Um, Michelle Hadley also thinks that one of the reasons why he wanted her to work there so bad was because he still had friends that worked there and they would keep an eye on her. So that sucks. She agrees. She's super in love with him. And she's constantly, you know, living in that young. At this point, she's in her early 20s still, I think maybe 23. She still wants to keep him happy and not have him leave her. So she starts thinking that he's tracking her movements. She's getting her MBA. And she notices that if she goes like outside of a certain kind of like zone that she typically drives in, he'll like immediately call her. So he's probably like tracking her car somehow. And um, she keeps kind of blowing off these red flags. And despite all this, he asks her to marry him in 2014, December 2014. And she's like, Oh my God. Yeah. And, the controlling, creepy behavior gets more intense. He starts to pressure her to have sex with other men while he watches. Ooh. And he's pressuring her and pressuring her. And then on Valentine's Day 2015, she's like, fine, I'll do it for your Valentine's Day present. And they find some dude on Craigslist. Her Ian films this. And the next day she's like, I feel so gross and I hate this and I want you to destroy it. And he says to her, no one put a gun to your head. And it's like, fuck mm. you, dude. Uh, 2015 summer, they move into a condo in Anaheim where uh, Michelle puts down the down payment and then they split the mortgage. But not too long after that, the relationship finally starts to kind of fall apart because this guy's fucking crazy. She tries a couple times to leave him. There's one point where he throws her down on a bed and holds her there while she's like screaming and trying to get away. Mm -hmm. He's just a piece of shit. He takes back the ring, accuses her of cheating on him, all that shit. She finally gets away. 
Um, but then, of course, they have this house together, and that's a whole other ordeal. And she writes him this email because she's so fucking pissed at him. And she says, you're in your body, but your mind is somewhere else. Your sins are many, including defiling me and my family with your wicked and evil sexual acts, Mm. your financial coercion and irresponsibility, your gluttony, your greed, your lust, your sloth, your wrath, your envy, and most of all, your pride. Okay, Zodiac. She also writes, this is her writing it. She also writes, I will bring the full force of the law and the word of God against you to judge you. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she's very intense and kind of religious. But, I mean, I'd be pissed, too. Yeah, it is yeah. a lot of religious stuff. But that comes into play yeah, she's pulling later. The, she's just pulling the old hell hath no fury yeah, card. for sure. Yeah. And hell doesn't. She keeps, she thinks she's, he's tailing her still. Um, she has him banned from the university, Chapman University that she's going to. And I don't know, he's all pissed about that. And then eventually they finally hire lawyers, property lawyers to figure out what the fuck they're going to do with this condo. And that's by the end. That's at the end of 2015. So January 2016, Ian meets this girl named Angela Connell through a dating site. And one month after that, they get married. Oh, my Ooh. God. Uh, Angela is pregnant. So who knows if it was his or not? After oh. one month, it's, I don't know how, like, yeah. you can't really tell. So a few months later in June, so that was January 2016. Cut to June 2016. Michelle Hadley gets a notice that Angela now Angela Diaz has gotten a restraining order against her and she's like that's fucking weird I don't even know this girl but whatever and on June 17th she has to appear in court and Angela is there and she walks over Angela walks over to Michelle Hadley and hands her this stack and of emails like printed out and she goes here you go Hadley is like I don't know what the fuck this is but what the stack of emails was were a bunch of doctored emails that had been sent from Michelle Hadley's account to Angela Diaz's account and there's disturbing images of decapitated bodies and fetuses and like dead women and in oh some of these so I'll read you some of the um alleged emails that Angela received from Michelle Hadley and so quote I hope you are scared to death tomorrow be prepared don't sleep we will steal your child and we will watch you as it dies you're a piece of shit and I hope to god you burn for what you have done to us oh wow Another one is you deserve nothing but a lonely, a life of lonely torture. I have ways to hurt you. There is no place you will be safe. And this one is kind of like, of course, uh, if you were writing this to yourself and you're a crazy person, um, quote, you might be beautiful. You might be the one he married, but you are still a sinner and must be punished. I will make sure you are reminded of your place by force. Oh, my God. So that kind of like religion leaning, like call it like a sinner and that type of stuff Mm -hmm. is sprinkled through a bunch of the emails. The authorities get this, too. And they're like, this is fucked up. And then a few days later, 
the shit gets even more intense. Angela calls the police and is like, I'm going, I, like, I'm the victim of a rape fantasy Craigslist ad. And somebody else set it up. It was Michelle Hadley. She says that Hadley had impersonated her and responded to advertisements on Craigslist saying she wanted to act out her own rape fantasies. Oh, my God. Yeah, she went by Lilith Hadley when she was posting them. Of course, like she had true blood create. Yeah, right. <laughs> she created a new ad titled Gang Rape Fantasy. Craigslist actually contacted Michelle Hadley based on like the posting and was like hey um we just wanted to verify that you had posted this and she was like no I definitely didn't and they were like silent so I guess Craigslist didn't really I don't know how they would deal with that probably report it to the police anyways so Angela, the cops catch two people going to Angela's house at various points. Oh, my God. And one person, she says, did get to her. And she has, like, scratches on her neck and, uh, like, visible signs that somebody had attacked her. And this is June 2016? Yes. Is she, has she had her baby? No, because she was one month pregnant in January. Yeah. So she's but that, pregnant. That is, she, so she's not. Oh. Is a, she's not pregnant. She never was. She says, well, there's a couple things. So her husband, Ian, she says that Ian pressured her to get an abortion because he didn't know if it was his or not. But it's kind of believe that she just wasn't pregnant at all yeah by this point the police are still believing what Angela says like she has these signs nobody has really dug into like IP addresses and trying to track what's coming from Michelle Hadley and what isn't which all of it was not and they finally start to look into it with people who are capable of looking into it (laughs) and they find out that Angela has a big old history of fraud. So uh, her boyfriend before Ian, she said that she was an attorney. She said that she was pregnant with twins at some point in the relationship. I never th- understood the pregnancy lie. I don't either. It's she got such an expiration. paid a woman on Etsy for her sonogram pictures of twins. Holy but, shit, Etsy. Yes. That's awesome. Like, was it that crocheted? you can even buy. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was actually um, cross-stitched. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Macaroni so, art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a macrame. <laughs> yes. It sonogram. was macrame, actually, duh, of anything. a great medium for a sonogram. They yeah. They kind of look like macrame. macrame Everybody loves it. Yeah. She's definitely bullshitted a bunch of people before while they're obviously researching this Michelle Hadley is in jail she's in jail for three months because of this woman and she finally gets out on like a hundred thousand dollars bond and they start to realize that even though yes Angela had used a 
proxy IP to disguise and cover up her own IP address. Mm. They tracked it back to her and they were like, oh shit, you sent all these fucking emails to yourself and you posted the Craigslist ad and you never got like attacked or anything like that. So they end up letting Michelle go also like, okay, you're not charged anymore. And Michelle turns around and sues the like city. Yeah. uh, Sues Ian and Angela. And Michelle thinks that Ian had something to do with it. Also, like he was on board for it because every time she tried to like talk to the cops about it or anything, because he was a U.S. Marshal, like they didn't take her seriously they kept calling it like a cat fight and all the journalists or all the news coverage at it at the time was like a love triangle and she's like this isn't a fucking love triangle yeah Yeah, this girl is like going after my livelihood and so what um, was in it for him though like why would he be in on that i don't know drama yeah Yeah. drama attention weird control yeah Yeah. well that's what she said she was like he could not get over the fact that i finally like left left him and so now he's trying to like take me down also i forgot to say that angela at one point had also faked having cancer and shaved her own head with this that same boyfriend from before ian Mm -hmm. i just and then she bought a wig on etsy Probably. (laughs) So in October 2017, Angela was sentenced to five years in prison for what she had done. And it sounds about right. Nothing has happened to Ian. And that's it. Wow. The poor story of Michelle Hadley. And she's like real pretty too. I mean, sucks. Yeah. And it's just, I'm sure terrifying. Yeah, right. Probably. Mm-hmm. You tell us, Lisa. Yeah. Do you have the roster? I mean, you're three months in jail. Like, yeah. three months, you're falling behind on all your bills. You're yeah, falling you're... behind on any kind of work. Yeah. You're only supposed to have 15 minute breaks here. Come on. Fuck. Yeah. Two 15s <laughs> and a 30. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get three months. Well, it's so. I don't I know. I just don't understand. I don't know whether to be mad at Ian or not. I guess I'll just be mad at him by default. Yeah, I'm okay. mad at him because okay. he was controlling and abusive. Yeah. Well, because yeah. he was a shit guy. But like, yeah. then like him, I guess what I mean is getting mad about him not getting any punishment. Right. Oh. Maybe the punishment was just, I don't know, having all this drama. Maybe. Maybe. But it's, if he was part of the drama, then screw him. He should be in jail too. What's scariest to me about it is that like Michelle didn't know this girl you know like yeah i feel like if you meet a crazy person you can kind of tell Mm -hmm. eventually that they're kind of crazy and maybe distance yourself from them but Mm. if it's like your ex-boyfriend's crazy new wife who you don't even have contact with right like and she just sets your her sights on you and then all of a sudden you have a restraining order like it's creepy that is creepy also like how does her brain work to where she was like i'm gonna post a craigslist ad make it look like michelle but it's gonna be a fantasy rape gang rape like how aggressive 
Couldn't, yeah. Couldn't you, it have been a little lighter? Yeah. <laughs> like, I why'd liked, you go, why'd yeah. you go so hard? I Angela? ordered 10, a hundred pizzas to my house. Is it like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 That start one, with the pizza prank. I mean, I guess that would get her put in jail though, if she had really done it. A hundred pizzas? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the like, that like uh, assault stuff from Craigslist. Yeah. Mm. I guess. Weird. Yarp. I wonder if he was like so obsessive over her that Angela was like, yeah, that she was trying to like, get rid of her, fuck so with he, him through her. Yeah. That must have been it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm I don't know what sh- they're yeah. like. Obviously, I don't feel sorry for Ian because he was mm-hmm. a shit at mm-hmm. one point, but like, I don't know how much to be like continuously mad about his involvement in this, right? Or if she was just fixated on pissing him off and it yeah. hit someone else in the face. Yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. Well, we're calling up Ian on the phone right now. Ian? Hire her back, Disney. Yeah, take her back. She's a good princess. She is. Uh, Well, I've got a, I've got, I've got a lady, a lady story. Okay. (laughs) Cool. I've heard of that gender. (laughs) (laughs) Lady. So on October, on December 4th, 1926, uh, Agatha Christie, who was 36 years old, uh, grabbed a, a small, uh, they call it an attache case. Was, but you, you know. And it was going to be something fancy. Yeah, you know, like a carry-on. Kissed her daughter goodnight and drove off into the night. And uh, that was it for two weeks. I'm so. going to ask a dumb question. Woo! Yes. Agatha Christie's like a mystery writer. Right? Bingo. Yes. Okay. yes. I was just going to get She's to that. So writer. Agatha Christie Woo! at this time was kind of at the early height of her powers. So this whole thing taking place, to give you a frame of reference, this would be as if like Stephen King disappeared for two weeks in the late 80s. Okay. Yeah. Like super <clears throat> famous novelist. She mm-hmm. hadn't quite written all of her greatest hits yet, but she was still like a big deal. And she was married to this guy named Colonel Archibald because that's just how British everybody in the story is. And so she just drives away from Colonel Archibald and her daughter. And then there's a saga. So let's go to two days later. Two days later. Sorry. Yep. Did the Depression hit England? Yes. So 36, you said? She was was 36. She was 36. This is taking place in 1926. (sighs) So it's taking place in the... go run in traffic. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. I wasn't... It's fine. Were they allowed to have liquor there? Yes. They did not do prohibition. And they were also kind of riding the high. Because, like, the reason America and Britain and a lot of places were doing so well is because Germany was... World War One, like right, yeah. we, mm-hmm. we fucked them up a lot, and that ended up biting us in the ass. But part of that fucking them up was that all the money that Germany would have been dealing with or using or whatever Can't was going to the winners. Yeah. So France and England and America were having a great old time. Okay, sorry, no worries. Um, so December six, two days later, she gets reported missing, and it immediately becomes front page news all over the world. So her car was found. The reason they reported her like, oh, my God, go to get the cops missing was because they found her car abandoned near Guildford, which is this little town southwest of London on the edge of a chalk pit. And like, the front wheels are actually hanging <gasps> over the edge of the chalk pit. Like a quarry. Yeah. OK. Uh, and they, it looked like the car had like kind of run away from itself. 
and that only a big thick hedge prevented it from driving into the pit. This bitch plays too much. Yeah. So they were like, she oh it. shit, she might be dead. So they they looked around and there was no body at the end of the bottom of the chalk pit. So that's good. My greatest mm-hmm. mystery yet. They looked for her for three days before the cops called it off. Oh, three days? That's it? Three days. They were like, okay. The uh, Brits are weak. <laughs> this search is not working, and we're going to call off the intensive manhunt. That day, her brother-in-law piped up and said, oh, I got a letter from her. Uh, it says she's going to the Yorkshire Spa for rest and treatment. What? And they're like, nah, <laughs> that's not it. <clears throat> because they were like, Yorkshire's 250 miles away. How did a woman... How get could from she this car even? crash to Yorkshire. So she's somewhere. And so now that they've had this letter and there's public pressure mounting, they're like, okay, we're going to do the search again. We're going to expand it and we're going to like get real serious about it. And they got real serious about it in kind of Sherlock Holmes ways, which is fun. So they bring one of her dogs to the scene to see if like the dog will track the scent. But the dog was just like a lap dog. I'm a dog. And it just sat there and it whined. <laughs> So that didn't work. Yeah. Uh, and then they started saying to the press, because people were stupid back then, like, you know, it just it just looks like a suicide. Mm. And that sets like the whole world into a tizzy. And everybody's searching around this pond called the Silent Pool, which, according to local legend, is bottomless. Ooh, and so they're like talking yep. about plumbing the pool for her drowned corpse. Um, and then there's this other rumor that got started that Agatha Christie was spooked out by her own house and believed that it was haunted and that the lane next to it was the scene of a murder and the suicide of a man. And she said, if I don't leave this house soon, it's going to be the end of me. She said to a friend. Oh, so she was running away from her haunted house or maybe possessed. So they're like going nuts. So it's got to be one or the other. There's no other option. Right. One week later, December 11th, the police are like, I don't know, man. She's nowhere. There's no reliable witness. But now they've found out there were three letters that she left behind. The one to her brother-in-law that they were like, well, she didn't make it to Yorkshire. Mm -hmm. One to her secretary that just left like an important schedule and correspondence stuff, which just seemed kind of routine. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, that... Makes the suicide seem less likely. And then one to her husband, who refused to say what was in it. Oh, she was like, Colonel Archibald, I know what you've been doing. Yeah, fuck you. So she just, that's, that's, and they're like, well, if Colonel Archibald won't tell us what's in the letter, I guess we'll just continue without finding out what's in the letter. God. Just make him. He's a colonel. You know, you can't fuck with the colonel. He's a proper gentleman. I guess. All they do is make chicken. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) So on day eight, they went ahead and asked the public for help. And everybody got their little magnifying glass out and drove all over Guildford looking for freaking clues. Um, That sounds fun. People also started like... (laughs) saying that this is some sort of publicity stunt for her next book. But her secretary yes. was like, no way. She's way too cool to do that. She doesn't need the publicity. And uh-uh. and then he, idea, at this point, this is when he hands over the letter. And it shows that she was just talking about scheduling details. There's nothing nefarious in it. To like, the... I've got a great idea to how make my next book sell well. She was more like, hey, don't forget to write the milkman or whatever. Bummer. Yeah. So the... That was to her husband or her secretary? That was to her secretary. Okay. So the police, scrambling for clues, 
uh, start reading the manuscripts. And so she, they look at the one in progress, which ended up being called The Blue Train. And in that manuscript, there is stuff about a car crash and a mysterious disappearance. <gasps> so now they're like, aha, that means nothing. But like, it means something to everybody. And everybody goes in a tizzy again. We're now on day eight. 10 to 15,000 people show yep. up in Guildford looking for her. Oh They've got God. six trained bloodhounds, a crate load of Airedale Terriers, lots of re- retrievers, Alsatian police dogs. Good jobs. Yeah, and all sorts of dogs just running all over the, the chalk pit. And then the police start speculating in the press because they're really doing mm-hmm. a great job. Um, she might be in London. Right. She might be disguised and dressed like a man. She could Maybe be that's it. Anybody. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. And everybody's like latches onto that. So they start like harassing feminine looking men and oh my God. <laughs> seeing, you know, Poor all this guys. speculation of, oh, you're really Agatha Christie, mysterious stranger who showed up from wherever. I'm just playing yakety sax in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Uh, and then a bunch of spiritualists showed up as yes. they do and held a seance at the chalk pit right where the near the bushes where the car was found what did they hear they came together in their little coven and when they returned they said we do not believe miss christie met with foul play and that everybody was very disappointed does that mean they thought she was so alive they were, yeah they were like i don't and it doesn't seem like any bad juju here which makes them terrible spiritualists like this is their big chance right but they're like, no, it's all cool. They're realists. Yeah. Maybe they really had powers. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. So 10 days later, they find some clues. You want to hear the list of clues? I love this list Yay! of clues. So this is the stuff that those 15,000 people found in the radius of the car. A bottled a bottle labeled poison lead and opium. Mm. Fragments of a torn up postcard. A woman's fur lined coat. A box of face powder the end of a loaf of bread, a cardboard box, and two children's books. Okay. Now, this is just everybody's trying to figure, this is just shit they everywhere. found all over the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now everybody's trying to figure out, okay, how could these be pieced together God, what would to Agatha solve the mystery do? of where Agatha went? Now the detectives have a new theory that they're talking to press about, um, but they won't, oh, no, they won't talk to the press about it. They're like, no, we, we have a new theory. I think we figured this out. She's a shrimp. Uh, the next day after they say, hey, we have a new theory. We think we figured this out. Uh, they found her. Hey. At the Yorkshire Spa. Where And the new theory said- was that the brother-in-law's letter was correct. And then they went there and that's where she was. What a theory. Yeah, right. So anyway, they get there and then they call Colonel Archibald and be like, come get your wife. And he comes and gets her. And there's reporters all over the place. And as he's taking out their interview, I'm like, what happened? What happened? Colonel, what happened? He's like, she has no idea who she is. Mm. Total loss of memory. Mm. Completely amnesia. Yeah. I love what really? she wrote him. Yeah. I love what she wrote him. Yeah. <laughs> so she had checked into this Harrogate spa under the name Miss Tressa Neal. Ooh. And the press was like, does that mean anything to you, Colonel Christie? He's like, nah. Uh, it's, I've never, it's, you know, she invents character names. Yeah. She checked in all the time. Becky with the good hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they go home, uh, and people just line the London train station to like catch a glimpse of them coming home on the train or whatever. 
Oh, and by the way, there's a detail. A reporter noted that when the colonel showed up to collect his wife, he was welcomed by her with a stony stare. Yeah, because she fucking hates that guy. Oh, fucking you. All right. So everybody's like, oh, that's kind of a denouement. 15 months later, Agatha Christie sues Colonel Archibald for divorce. Yay. The grounds of this suit was that he was having an affair with Miss Tessa Neal. Oh. (laughs) They play too much. (laughs) I like them. It's for real. Two years after her divorce, Agatha Christie remarried to uh, an archaeo- a museum archaeologist, of like, course. Some guy she can do whatever she wants to. And Archibald Christie got remarried to Miss Tessa Neal. So right. there you go. Anyway, they she was hounded by questions about this for the rest of her life. Was like, she married to two men? Huh? Yeah, she got a second. She divorced him and then married a married the archaeologist. The archaeologist two years later, while he married the person she named herself after when she went to the spa. So he they knew her. Uh, she knew him. She knew. She knew yeah. everything, and that's she why really she really did she check just, in as Becky with the hair. She did exactly hair. what oh, she told her brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. She went to the spa, checked in as the mistress, and yeah. just stayed there on Colonel Archibald's dollar. Yeah, fuck him. And oh. left him a note saying, "Fuck you. I'm going to live in yeah. Yorkshire until See, you in my fuck sweet your shit out." Head. Yeah, no. And he wouldn't divulge that to the press, but then they were, or to the police. He said it was a private matter, and for mm-hmm. some reason, they just. They're like, him. yeah, uh, let's spend eight days looking for her. Y'all got 15,000 people? I thought they were playing a cute little romantic. Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> no, this was a straight up, like, she was saying fuck you to him, and then he invented this whole she has amnesia thing. Or so we think. So everybody's been asking her whole life, what happened that week, you know, or two weeks? And she just refused to talk about it, which is pretty badass. She just had to uh, treat yourself. She even wrote her own autobiography, and there's like one paragraph about it where she's like, she thought she was near a quarry. I turned the car off down the uh, hill uh, and then the car s- struck something and pulled up and I uh, hit my head. Whatever. Uh, nothing else to say about it. There's no need to dwell on it. Hmm. I love it. Uh, and that's it. That's all she ever said. There's no need to dwell on it. And she refused to talk she's about still it with alive, even her right? closest. No, she's way dead. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Is she was it? born in 1890. Oh, shit. She yeah. died like in the. <laughs> she's way dead. She lived a long time, but I think she died in the 70s or early 80s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like even her closest friends were like, oh, no, we don't bring that up those two weeks, Mm-mm. which means like the most obvious story is the truth. Yeah. She just got pissed and went. As she should. Went to the spa. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Mm hmm. Mm, I love it. And she was really like, just let this drama br- like build and she build. She had no and idea. Build. She wasn't reading newspapers. She wasn't doing anything. I bet the women or whoever worked in the spa probably knew. I mean, they didn't unless know. they I mean, really, I guess back then you didn't know what a person looked like. People didn't know what people looked right. like, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially like Agatha Christie wasn't like a famous actress or mm-hmm. something. I'm sure her picture was in her books, but not like most recognizable head. person. And that's why the whole manhunt, ha ha ha. In London, where they were like shaking down dudes, believing that they were Agatha Christie in disguise, even worked right. because yeah, because no one really knew what she looked like. Right. She looks like Angela Lansbury in my brain. I know, right? I have no idea what she looks like. I was picturing Agatha uh, Angela Lansbury too. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Oh well, this older picture kind of looks like Angela Lansbury. Oh, th- with well, the hat. Yeah. I mean, Angela Lansbury is probably better she just looks like a german grandma yeah yeah was she german you no, do you she's british as hell oh. 
but I mean, what's the diff? Well, same diff. <laughs> sure. Okay, between World's Wars, ones and twos, big diff, but... The ones and twos. Mm-hmm. Pick it up on the ones and twos. But I mean, their royalty's German. Who's royalty? England's. Is German? Mm-hmm. I don't have any time to try to find bloodlines right now. Oh, I almost brought in a whole different story. Oh, God. About Prince heir George Friedrich, the rightful Kaiser of Germany. I wonder if I'm I might, related. I might save you that one later. Yeah. I've been looking into if I can find a tantalizing clue that you might be related to the heir to the German throne. There's two of them and they're both Friedrichs. Ooh. Hell yeah. Honestly, I'd rather be related to the air conditioning people. <laughs> Yep, I can understand that. <laughs> you probably have a better chance of inheriting that, too. Yeah. Given how thrones are going these days. I don't know. I mean, give me Germany. Or give me death. I'll take it. Hmm. That's, cool. a very, that's a very German attitude. <laughs> yeah, I'd take it. I'd take it. Yeah. I can start a war, though. Um, let's bring it back home, y'all. Yeah. Yay. Uh, just outside of San Antonio, Texas, uh, an area near the San Juan Mission at the intersection of Villa Main, Villa Main, I don't know, man, I'm white, and <laughs> Shane Roads, you'll come to a uh, nondescript and unremarkable stretch of railway tracks cutting through. These are the haunted railway tracks of San Antonio. Ooh, Ooh. spooky. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, As with most haunted places, the location itself has an origin story of suffering, tragedy, and blood. That's a little dramatic, honestly. Um, I mean, no, it's not. It's not dramatic. I mean, everywhere has suffering, tragedy, and blood. But those words are so heavy. Yeah. Heavy flow. Blood isn't really that heavy. No. 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 Not just a bunch of girls going out there and getting their damn periods. <laughs> That's where you have to go. That's you have to you go to sit. the railway. Yep. Yeah. And hope you when don't get hit by a train. When you're in unclean. San Antonio. Yeah. You've got to go stay in the railway hut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the story goes that in the 1930s or 40s, a busload full of school children was going across the intersection when the bus stalled on the tracks just as the train was speeding along towards them. The driver did all they could to save as many of the kids as possible, um, but the barreling train was unable to stop in time and collided with the school bus, cutting it. I don't really know what the word is. Cutting it completely in half, but like, it's kind of like shredding it. Bifurcating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What? Bifurcating. Bifurcating. Yeah. (laughs) What? That's a that's a word, but yeah. that's like medical term. I trust that's a word. It's not bifurcating would be like the. I think mm-hmm. it's more like bisecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, hmm. I'm too dumb to live. Um, <laughs> what the? Get out of here. You don't need any brains. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know words. Smarty pants. Jeez. Um, it killed ten of the children on board, as well as the bus driver themselves. That said. The version changes depending on who you ask. For instance, in one version, the bus driver was a nun, and everyone was killed except for her. Ooh, oh, when right. she was miraculously nun thrown from the accident unscathed. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. She floated away. It pays to but pray. Jesus let you know that like fifty 
kids die. Yeah, so. Fuck kids. They're well, unclean. Ten. Um, Na- is it a natural sin? What's it called? The <clears throat> first one? Original. Original. Sin. Yeah. Gangster. Oh, Jesus. But in all of the stories, children die, right? Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> you are the only mom on this yep. podcast. You have some. I wouldn't be interested in the story if children lived and nuns died. Well, let that <laughs> put that on record. Uh, the result: <laughs> if a nun dies, I'm out. <laughs> the result is that the inner uh, what? Um, <laughs> yeah, you can. Sorry, do it. no, my nipple itched, and I didn't know what to do about it, so, so I just, you just said words. Stuttered through it. Just fucking itch it. I'm not going to itch my nipple right We're now. all... Just talking about it, Female hoping? here. No, it's not. <laughs> Do you want this one of us like, to itch it? No. Do you want Karina. like a back scratcher or something? Yeah. Oh, um, I have... I don't know what she needs. I don't I would, I We're don't just offering solutions. Do you want some like turkey jerky or something? Yeah. No. More just, turkey jerky? You just put it down your bra and bifurcate my nipple. <laughs> gross. Um, <laughs> oh, that's gross. The result of this is that the intersection and its stretch of train tracks is thought to have tethered the spirits of these children to it. Uh, and that they've stayed in order. This is sweet. In order to make sure no one suffered the same violent fate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. sweet babies. That's true. A nun wouldn't do that. No, nuns no. hanging out with Jesus. A nun like would a, fuck off. I feel like a nun would definitely do that. No. Okay. Depends on the nun, you know? Not mm. all nuns. A nun would be there to punish anybody who came near the railway. <laughs> I really want to start that hashtag with me. Not all nuns. <laughs> Do it. Just no reason. Just start mm-hmm. throwing it on to. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, it is said that cars parked on the tracks will inexplicably roll forward on their own as if being pushed. And mm-hmm. it is not uncommon for people to report the disembodied voices or apparitions of dead children. Wee. <laughs> There's nothing scarier than kid voices. I think there is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Baby I, voices. When you're washing your face at night and you're alone in your house and then you hear quick running up behind you. What about that? Is that scary? That's pretty good. Like, sounds like while you're washing your face. Does, has that happened to you? No, but John oh. was out of town over... <laughs> a few days and all I could think of was that happening to me and so I couldn't wash my face. What? What? (laughs) That's the scariest thing I could think of. Now you're gonna think about it. That's like your version. No, I think that's your version of a nipple itch. I think you're just yeah. You're just thinking too hard about it. That's true. My nipple itched real bad, so I thought of that. And you just need to like turn around and it'll go away. Turn Mm -hmm. around. Um, Every now and then my nipples get a little itchy and you're never coming. Sorry. Go. Sorry. It's okay. I enjoyed it. Um, Other weird reports from here include tiny handprints on cars, Mm -hmm. cars stalling before they can even reach the tracks, ghost lights, and even reports of an actual ghostly train that will come at you and then vanish into thin air. Did you ever make baby footprints on your window? (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Yeah. With your hand hand like this. I used to do that to scare my little sister. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, there's a ghost baby in the car. And I'd, point, I'd like make it when she wasn't looking and then I'd point and she'd yeah, believe me. I never me. did that and I really I feel used like to I make missed those out too. a good part of childhood. Next time, when you're in, you can practice them in the shower if you have like a glass shower enclosure. It's a good time. I'm not rich, Karina. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> 
There have even supposedly been photos taken of the spectral children. I really liked that. I usually oh, edit God. these. Um, that sounds like a San Antonio children. indie band. Spe- yeah. The 100%. spectral children. I would mm-hmm. fuck. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd pay seven bucks to get in the door. Oh, totally. Yep. Opening band. Uh, Not more than at the Taqueria or something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Including one taken that shows the ghost of a child holding a teddy bear. Standing looking real bummed out by the tracks where she died. I think the worst part of being a ghost is that you don't get to like change your emotions. You just sit there and feel mm-hmm. the same way about it forever. Like, Fuck. does she get to have like good days, bad days? Is there like some days there where she just plays that, with like, her teddy play bear? Around? There's ghost kids that play around. Casper, you know, he Casper had a, he good had time. a bunch of, he grew a lot when that, he met Christina Ricci. That little bitch that I was talking about last week, she played in the yeah. hallways. So like this kid with the teddy bear just looking sad at the train tracks. Is it time for her to move on? Should I not be telling people how to grieve? Okay. What? (laughs) You spiraled. I shouldn't Um, be telling this little dead child how to grieve. You're right. I feel bad. Drop the bear. Grow up. (laughs) Walk it off. (laughs) Walk it off. So this is one witness, uh, and this was from Legends of America, Mm. which I suppose is a TV show. Mm. Uh, but one witness said, one afternoon, I had gone to the w- railroad tracks. God, why did I fuck up railroad so bad? Uh, one afternoon, I had gone to the railroad tracks with a few friends. After having drove over the tracks a couple of times, we were chatting with some visitors who had already taken a Lincoln Continental, 2.5 tons plus, over Bragging. the tracks once. Wait, really? That's yeah. a Lincoln Continental? They, they were that heavy? Usually cars are like a ton. I don't know. Have you seen a Lincoln? That's true. I never just never thought about that. Ask Matthew McConaughey. He would know. Yeah. I don't know Can why that's blowing my mind. Sorry. Yeah. Call him, him too. Phone. Yeah. I'll call oh, him yeah. Right give now. him a call. Uh, he were... should really be on this podcast by now, right? Mm. We Have haven't we had a mail on it. I know, but it's Matthew McConaughey. Mm. And his skin. <laughs> what about his skin? You haven't seen his like weathered ass skin lately? Yeah. Okay. I'm into it. I just think that Matthew McConaughey should be followed by and his skin. He's getting old. Yeah. I don't know why I'm And fuck him for it. Uh, They were husband and wife and a visitor from Mexico who didn't believe the event, accusing the husband who was driving of making the car roll. So the husband and wife got out, let their Mexican visitor take the wheel for himself. They slagged the Lincoln about five yards back from the tracks with the engine shut off. When their visitor in the driver's seat with their visitor in the driver's seat. The car suddenly began to scream. The car screamed? <laughs> That's terrifying. That's actually the first scary thing ah, in the story. Ah, 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 there's someone inside me. She's a big old Lincoln Continental like, ah! Get out of me. God. Right, I'm just, it's a direct quote, man. Uh, <laughs> the car began know. to scream. <laughs> well, the car began to scream and slamming on the brakes. I that was clearly the visitor. Yeah. I think they just didn't want to write the Mexican. Um, <laughs> however, he could not stop the car until it completed its crossing of the tracks. Exclamation mark. He had also tried putting the transmission in park, but it still sped forward. Exclamation mark. I've never seen anyone so terrified. No exclamation mark. 
Once the car finally stopped, he jumped out, still screaming and shouting in Spanish. This woman is really heavy on the fact that this guy was not from around here. Yeah. Then demanded that his hosts take him back to his hotel, stating further that he was leaving and was never coming back. I once went over in my 1968 Firebird convertible with a new parakeet in the car. This person is not well. I know it for a fact now the parakeet (laughs) presence in the car solidifies it. That is the snappiest snap judgment we've ever had. I know it as a fact now. Yes. A diagnosis murdered. God, I love that show. The bird had been chirping happily until we staged the vehicle for the tracks. When suddenly... The bird just goes... Uh, like a fucking parakeet just what? all okay sorry that's just funny. well if you would let me finish no. what did it do when suddenly his chirping was completely silenced oh man it wasn't until we left that like the area ghost again fingers that were closing began to feet. chirp again <laughs> the tracks are oh. obviously that's the end of the quote uh <laughs> So apparently Great. this parakeet chirps constantly. Mm-hmm. This is the only time it had ever taken like a five minute break. Yeah. Which, by the way. Mm. Gross. Why the fuck would you put a parakeet in your car? Oh, they poop. Um, And they and their feathers Like drop, I said. And then the poop gets unwell. in the feathers. And then they flap their little wings and the feather poop goes everywhere. <laughs> I would have sat on those tracks waiting for a train to come. Maybe she was trying. That's what she was. I trying was hoping to do. the like, parakeet like took the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> parakeet take the wheel. Um, the tracks are obviously now a popular place for folks looking to experience something paranormal for themselves, mm. and many report not being disappointed. Visitors are known to sprinkle <laughs> baby that's powder. An interesting double negative. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> disappointed some people don't think i'm full of shit (laughs) uh visitors are known to sprinkle baby powder upon their vehicle in order to accentuate the handprints that appear and there are tons of accounts witnessing there's nothing kids like touching more than baby powder Mm. no they "Mm." do it after they go through oh because they're trying to push you across yeah like they would show up. I have seen that. It. Okay. I have seen that. Was your parakeet there when you were looking at it? <laughs> Both of them were. Uh, there are tons of accounts witnessing these prints in the powder. You can Google it. Uh, the railway has gotten a lot of time, TV time, and YouTube time because of this shit. There have also been many attempts to debunk the tales, ladies. I don't know why. Well, it I all mean, sounds, sounds super true. Yeah, really hard to do. <laughs> Matt DeWalsh, an <laughs> activist with the San Antonio Public Library, an archivist. Lisa, an activist. I know. I was library. like, yeah, the <laughs> library activist. I'm sorry. I am here for the truth. <laughs> we live in 2019. Or the fiction. It is either, 2019. Either or. I have been assigned to the nonfiction desk and I'm yes. going to drive all the fiction out of this world. Oh, I love it. All right. Tell us about the library activist. Damn it. He tried <laughs> He tried to debunk it in 2003. According to him, there was no evidence of a bush crash. Bush crash. <laughs> Lisa, you can't do it. Oh, my God. 
Boosh crash. I'm losing my mind. I like it. Um, according to... <laughs> Say it. Say bus crash. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it. Oh, man. I just Googled bush crash. And bush it, and it said, did you mean bus crash? <laughs> she did. God damn it. Uh, according to him, there was no evidence of a bus crash in the records for that intersection. <laughs> Dude. She's done. Yeah. Take you out back and shoot you. Hey, man, just because you can't find the records doesn't mean they're not out. You know what I mean? So we like, couldn't mm-hmm. find evidence of the bus crash in the intersection area and the nearest place where anything remotely like that happened in the time period was in Salt Lake City, Utah. As for the rolling Salt of Salt Lake City? Yeah. <laughs> that's the closest place. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, as for the rolling of vehicles, he explained this as being the result of a very slight incline, which through yes. an optical illusion makes it appear as if it is an uphill slope. However, this does little to explain all of the other paranormal phenomena experienced mm-hmm. here, like all of those baby fan prints. Um, yeah, and there's, those sound completely unhoaxable. Like, there's no way I can make yeah. a baby handprint. On a car. No one's ever done it. No. Only footprints. And inclines, man. I want y'all to find me a video of someone making a baby handprint on a damn car. I'll do it I'll right do it. now. Hey, we'll do go. it on the back of my car. Mm-hmm. Y'all rude. Grab the bear. Grab there the are railroad tracks very close to here. Let's so. do it. Yeah. It's not the right ones, Whitney. Whatever. Let's go, People let's have go died die on it, being I'm hit sure. by a light rail while trying yeah. to disprove San Metro Antonio's rail. third claim to fame. It went three miles an hour and hit us so you know what i heard <gasps> if you throw a bunch of baby powder at the light rail mm, it smells better it, smells so much better. <laughs> it does yeah lisa i have one more quote okay yeah. let's hear it the you can do this the most fun okay i used to live in seguin texas i know many dispute the legend of the railroad track ghosts however i was witness to one very indisputable event there in my late teens early 20s you don't remember when personally i don't think a t- <laughs> toe degree declination toe degree declination probably trying to say two degree but his speech to text was like oh you're from seguin Oh, I don't think a toe degree. Yeah, okay. I don't think a two degree declination is enough to push a thirty six hundred pound car. It is, especially when it's in neutral. Two tons with passengers. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the amount of declination doesn't matter over those tracks with no starting momentum. But personally, I think that quote unquote experts are quote unquote debunking. The myth so that people stop coming to the ghost tracks. The area has developed considerably since my visits with a number of nearby residences. When I went, it was a countryside. I'm sorry, quote unquote countryside (laughs) near an industrial area. Also, the targeting criminals probably live nearby. Targeting criminals? Kids, teens. Yeah. Criminals like trespassing, like trespassers. To to the... Check out the ghosts? Yeah. Okay. Why do you say criminals? I don't know. Because he's from Seguinder. I know. This just Everyone's a criminal. Also, kids and teens, all of them are criminals. Well, yeah. 100% of kids and teens I are know. Criminals. That's why they should die and the nuns should live. Oh, God. If their debunking helps Not divert unwelcome visitors, more power to them. However, I know the tracks myth is real. Incidentally, I went over 
the tracks with the engine running, unlike most who try this. Time frame of my experiences was there was mid. I'm just going to go into it. Time frame of my experiences <laughs> there was mid 1970s to 1981. Whether or not a bus did get struck by a train there, there is something psychic in the area. I personally think the spirits there go much farther back in history than the use of buses. Was there an orphanage there once? Did someone God. put stall there oh, in a vehicle? Does he say there's the like tracks? Indian burial grounds? Were laid and got killed? Those are questions the debunkers should be researching. Oh my just, God. Can there just be one uh, orphanage that's not haunted somewhere? No. It's impossible. I mean, kids die. But yeah, people it. are still going to that shit. Um, and I, there are definitely, I mean, it's been on a lot of TV shows. Um, yeah, it's super fan. I've, yeah, I've heard you of it. You said you didn't heard of it, but no, no, I, I just remember it's, yeah, I've talked to Kat Ramzinski once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. It comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what did we learn today? <sighs> Boomerang. <laughs> Boomerang. Um, don't believe everything you get in a letter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless it's about Agatha Christie. Well, cool. My story didn't have anything to do with that. Yeah, the library guy. Don't believe him. Just because he said there's no record of the bus crash. Evidence of absence and all that. Or absence of evidence is not really evidence of absence. Really contradictory to what you were saying five seconds ago. I'm trying to tie it up. Okay. Okay. She's doing it. Don't believe anything. Yep. <laughs> I think that's always our theory. Yeah. Check your IP address. Like I don't know. Trust no bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Women are terrible drivers. <laughs> <laughs> Baby hands. <laughs> Baby hands. <laughs> that's it. Good night. Night. <laughs>